0: Greetings, gamers! I'm blood-curdling Bedroth, and I'm spine-tingling Shukabow, and you're listening to our Halloween 2020 special episode of Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. <laughs> ah. Again, everybody, and welcome to episode four of season two of Very Good Music of VGM Podcast, a father-son road trip through the wide world of VGM, featuring video game music from the past, the present, covers, remixes, just VGM in general. Yeah, VGM in general. So, how you doing, son? Good. It's only been about a week since we recorded our ninja episode with the messenger, but. We have some special things coming up that I wanted to build in a little time to prepare for, so we'll get a few episodes in the bag. We've already recorded next week's episode, which is going to feature your sister, Dusklight, talking about one of her favorite games of all time, Undertale. Mm -hmm. Kind of a nice uh, post-Halloween episode. It's actually going to come out closer to Halloween, but it's after Halloween, so, you know... Yeah. By by the rules of the old uh, number guessing game, that doesn't count as a Halloween special. So I might be a black mage for Halloween, and I'll I might be staying home and uh, passing out candy. If we do that this year, I don't know if trick or treating is gonna be a thing in COVID world. In some ways, it's the scariest <laughs> Halloween of either of our lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anywho, back to a more bright and cheerful things, Shookapow, what series did we decide to talk about for Halloween this year? Oddly enough, we are talking about Kirby
1: today. Yes, we are. Um, his, so... uh, his Steve copyability looks adorable. Yes, it does. it um, yeah, still quick... so hard to believe that Steve from Minecraft <laughs> got into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate.
0: On the one hand, I feel like it's about time. On the other hand, I kind of feel like part of me had just assumed at this point it would never happen. I was actually in the chat with several of the guys and we were throwing out that it would probably either be a new third party rep that um, you know all, everybody was throwing around crashes that that was going to be who it was going to be. Ed was adamant that it wasn't going to be anyone from Sony or a Playstation exclusive. Uh, he actually thought it would be somebody from Zelda because of the whole uh, you know ah. Breath of the Wild, yeah. um, Age of Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity coming out soon. That would have been really awesome. I would yes. have loved to see Empa from Age of Calamity in there, or actually had like any a, of the champions. I had, like, a moveset concept for,
1: like, a four-champions thing where you could, like, switch between all of them. That would have been really cool.
0: But yeah, I actually thought it was going to be Rillaboom, because I still think they're going to put a Gen 8 Pokémon in there. Yep. And he's the obvious choice. But, no, Sakurai kind of came out of left field like he almost always does, and somewhat begrudgingly it seemed gave us steve <laughs> and alex and zombie and enderman and a bunch of costumes and stuff there's a uh, pig costume man that bomberman costume looks bomber Bomberman amazing. looks really people are going to be like so annoyed about the travis touchdown one <laughs> why because they wanted a, oh they want actual actual to be an actual Smash. fighter yeah that would be really cool but it, it is nice at least at sakurai sewing a bone like he did with sans and cuphead but we're way off topic. Yeah, um, <laughs> enough about Smash that I was, I was about to say. Yeah, well, uh, one quick disclaimer from last week. Obviously, when we were talking about it was about time uh, for Sakurai to announce a Smash character, we had no idea that less than a week later he would, out of the blue, announce that Smash <laughs> character. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't know, um, but... We're profits. Yeah, so this... Except we were talking about it as if we didn't know it had happened. Like we have been living under a rock for the past week. <laughs> because when the show came out um, Tuesday after it was announced we were still like, I wonder who the next Spider's going to be. and When they're going <laughs> to announce it. <laughs> it's about time for them to announce another one, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I still can't wait for whoever the next one's going to be. But anyway, back to Kirby. Uh, why did we decide on Kirby? Well, when I first started the podcast, I already had kind of a running list of episode ideas I thought would be cool. And one of those was just going to be titled Nightmare Fuel, which is the title of this episode. Because Kirby's first uh, big bad after King DDD was The Nightmare. That was actually the track we played in with, was the battle against The Nightmare from the end of Kirby... Nightmare, and Nightmare in Dreamland. Nightmare in Dreamland, yes, which is a remake of... Kirby's Adventure. Kirby's Adventure. A game I've played some of, but haven't beaten yet. Oh, man, it was it's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, in fact, I think that you actually picked Butter Building on the um, Your Favorites from, from My Favorites episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite games of all time. It's, it's fantastic. And the fight against the Nightmare was really cool. It also started the sort of legacy of there being at least one shooter stage in a Kirby game, which is kind of weird, but it happens all the time. I don't know if any of the songs we're playing tonight happen in a shooting sequence. Chookapau is going to be doing a little bit of on-the-spot research for me. Uh, This game, though, was uh, pretty cool in the way of a lot of Game Boy Advance remakes. It kind of made things a little bit easier than they were in the original game. I actually liked the visual style. Some people thought it wasn't as uh, quite as cheerful as the original, um, but it kind of matched some of the styles that we saw in like Superstar and the Amazing Mirror and some of the other games from around that time. Nightmare in Dreamland came out in 2002. Like almost all of the games we're featuring tonight, it was developed by HAL and published by Nintendo. This was composed uh, originally by Hirokazu Ando. One of several names we're going to hear over and over again tonight. (laughs) And um, interestingly enough, all three of them featured on the sound team for Nightmare in Dreamland. The sound chief for the game was Shogo Sakai, who composed several of the um, soundtracks for the games we're featuring tonight. And Ando was joined by longtime collaborator Jun Ishikawa and sometime collaborator, Tadashi Ikigami, on this game. Um, I'm not sure how they all were involved in implementing the sound, or if uh, these three lit um, ladder gentlemen were named because they were the original composers, or sound people, or what. But Shogo Sakai was kind of the head honcho for the sound in this game. And yeah, we're going to be hearing several of those games over and over again tonight. How does Kirby fit for a Halloween episode, Shukapau? I mean, he's a little pink puffball who's very bright and cheerful, and doesn't really want to do anything except hang around, be lazy, and eat cake, yeah, and, you know, play with his friends sometimes. He doesn't really ever seem to do much unless Dreamland gets threatened, you know, or somebody steals his dessert. (laughs) So you go through the game, and you fight these enemies, and, you know, there's some cartoon violence and stuff, but nothing really, like, scary. Until the final boss. Until the final boss. We're going to talk a little bit about our experiences with the games that we actually have played on the playlist nights, and I have played uh, Kirby's Adventure, as I alluded to earlier. And you know, it's a sprite cheerful game. You go through and you fight like Wispy Woods and Lolo and La 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 and Krako and all the guys that you got used to fighting in the original um, Kirby Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the end and you beat King Dedede, and you think you've won, and you throw the Star Rod back into the Fountain of Dreams, and this giant black orb just pops out of the fountain and Kirby and D-D-D are like oh, what's going on and you know anime dancing around like they're freaking <laughs> out and stuff and then this black orb takes off in the sky and King DDD sucks the star ride and Kirby up and spits them into the atmosphere and Kirby is flying around and shooting stars at the thing and after you destroy the orb this weird creepy wizard dude appears and oh it's the nightmare he's the one that's really been causing all the chaos in dreamland <laughs> and he is only the first of many many bosses that sometimes get to cthulhu levels of scary weirdness <laughs> speaking of which chukapow what are we going to be playing next all right, next up we have versus marks from super smash brothers ultimate which was your idea. Yep. I was going to play the Superstar version, and you thought, no, let's play this one. And I'm there's actually glad three, you there did. There are like three official versions. There's the Superstar, Superstar Ultra, and then this. Yeah. And I'm glad you picked this one, because when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the song and about the arrangement for Smash. And there's another name that doesn't appear anywhere else on this list, but he appears in most of our episodes, so it's going to be pretty cool to talk about him. But for now, let's listen to the song. that was Versus Marks from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This song was originally composed by June Ishikawa for Kirby Superstar, which was released in 1996 for the Super NES. And once again, developed by HAL and published by Nintendo. So Marks was originally the final boss of the sub-game, because Superstar, as you remember, was a collection of sub-games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sub-game was called Milky Way Wishes. And originally... This remix, originally, uh, the original was kind of pseudo-orchestral, you know, as orchestral as the Super NES could get, and Marks is the perfect kind of mascot for this episode. Marks is kind of what this song is in reverse. The song starts out kind of creepy, right? And then it gets mm-hmm. into kind of rocking, and then it just gets all, you know, happy, Kirby. hmm Marks looks, at first, like just the regular, cute, Kirby kind of character. You know, he's this little purple dude with a jester hat. Mm-hmm. But then you start to fight him, and Kapow. How, how would you describe him? Um, scary beyond all comprehension, I think it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, describe some of Marx's attacks for us. Uh, Ultimate, some of them are... Oh, and the uh, ones in
1: Ultimate are like the ones in Superstar, yeah, by the way. Yeah, they're right. like taken from Superstar. Well, there's one he like he like charges up and then shoots this big laser beam out of his face. Mm-hmm. Another one, his eyes like turn completely black and
0: just like bounce all over the screen. And then the one I remember the most, he splits himself in oh, half. Oh, yeah. And this black hole erupts out of his skull. That was one of his most powerful attacks in... Um, in both games, actually. No, that was uh, in Star Allies. Oh, Star Allies, yeah. Man... <laughs> Yeah, this Marx is one of the first like Cthulhu level threats in the Kirby verse, and ugh, um but the song is really cool. You know, it gets uh, like I said, it gets a little bit rocking, and then at the end, kind of throughout, but especially in the end, the kind of those Kirby motifs um, come in, and it makes the loop a little bit odd in my opinion. But you know, in in Ultimate, the fight doesn't really last that long, and so I think it fits. But I did kind of blow Shukapau's mind while the song was playing, because I asked him if he knew who the arrangement supervisor was for Ultimate, and he said, no. And then I said, well, look at the list they gave you, and...
1: It's Yasunori Mitsuda.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, one of our favorite composers appears <laughs> on an episode with no Chrono Trigger inside. <laughs> and I'm so glad. Do you hear Yasunori Mitsuda in this? Uh, yeah, actually, sort of. Maybe from some of the later stuff like Xenoblade, stuff yeah. like that. But um, it definitely definitely fits the bill. The original was very good, the arrangement is very good, so all in all, this is what you about. Very good music.
1: <laughs> uh, moving on to some stuff about Kirby Superstar. Just a fun little Easter egg. It the name translates to Kirby of the Stars Super Deluxe. Then the remake or sort of like sequel I guess. Superstar Ultra on the DS, released in two thousand eight, translates to Kirby of the Stars Ultra Super Deluxe, and then the direct sequel to that, which is Triple Deluxe, it it's Triple Deluxe.
0: Really? Yeah. Triple Deluxe is kind of a like a superstar successor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I did not know that one. Oh yeah, because well there there were other like sub games in Triple Deluxe as well, weren't there? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Neat. Just like in Planet Robot. Yeah. Except we'll,
1: ProBlox did first.
0: And so. we'll, we'll be talking about some of those uh, a little bit later as we go on. Which is where the original Kirby Fighters came from. Yes. Yes, it is. Nothing from Kirby Fighters on the list tonight.
1: Unfortunately.
0: But I'm sure that we'll be playing some stuff from it later on in the show. Shukapow. This next game, you do have some personal experience with because it's on the Kirby 20th Anniversary Collection that we have. Some and experience, not much. Some, but yeah, and you played some of this. One of your favorite Kirby songs is actually from this game. Mm-hmm. The uh, what the factory level. Oh yeah, yes, and that was from Made in Planet Robot. Oh yep, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, this song has also been featured several times through the years in other other Kirby games. They kind of do that, and. Um, you know, they recycle some of the songs from older from earlier in the series mm-hmm. that happened a lot in I think it happened in Trouble Deluxe, Planet Robo Butt and Superstar. Um, no, Star Ally. <laughs> um, they where they there was a super long soundtrack because a lot of them are either remakes or just repeats of original earlier tracks in earlier games. But they always do bring something new to the table. And I think the fact that Ishikawa and Ando are both involved in so many of the games through the years It's fun to hear how the Kirby sound evolves, but doesn't really change. Like, it's one of the most consistent sounds in video game history. And I think that's cool. But anyway, what are we playing next? Next up,
1: we have Zero Two Battle from Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. Gamers, it's
0: a Halloween episode. You should have known you were in for some unsettling stuff. There's a pretty mixed bag tonight. A lot of these songs, though, really do fit the theme. Shookapow, what are your thoughts on this song? Oh, man. It just keeps going. Yeah, (laughs) you summed this song up in one word. Anxiety. Yeah, you were talking about that lead synth and how it just keeps going and going, and you're right, it never really quite resolves. Um... And that percussion line is it's steady and driving, but that lead string synth is just slightly behind the beats in the way that it moves and changes. And this whole thing, just from top to bottom, the the chord structure, the rhythmic structure, everything is just unsettling. And why is that fitting for this boss fight? It's such a it's it's such a creepy boss fight. It.
1: <laughs> It just... Describe zero two 2 for us. Um, well, in Kirby's Dreamland, I think it was 3, there was a boss called Zero. It was mm-hmm. like this big, white, floating eyeball. Kind of like Krakow, a little bit, but not a cloud. Yeah. Just a big, floating
0: eyeball. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is zero two. 2.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure in Dreamland 3, you had to, like, finish it off by, like, throwing a little star from the star rod at its mm-hmm. eyeball. So, in... Kirby 64 it has like the little bandage on like his eyeball there and it has like the little halo and wings and then it has like the, another
0: eyeball. <laughs> so it's like the evolved reincarnation of Zero yeah. and ooh, it, it's when you hit it, it bleeds. <laughs> this giant <laughs> eyeball from Kirby 64 bleeds. And it's the creepiest thing. Just and, like the song. It uh, really is. This this is... I've seen this in top ten lists of like scary Nintendo moments. And... Oh, man. This is... Yeah, I mean, maybe not quite creepy in the same way as a re-dead. <laughs> but... Especially uh, from Wind Waker, geez. Yeah. We could do Zelda next year, maybe. would be <laughs> fun. Um, anywho. Yeah. Yeah. Zero Two. Also a shooter stage, um, like the original, although this is a, or like like the first song we played tonight, but this is a 3D shooter stage. Before we move on, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, um, was composed by Hirokasa Ando and Jun Ishikawa. The Zero Two Battle was specifically composed by Ishikawa-san. This was released for the N64, of course. Once again, developed by HAL, published by Nintendo, and it came out in the year 2000. And now we're going to be moving into a block of games that I don't have as much experience with. There were a couple of other games um, in between, I believe, but the next game we are featuring tonight actually came out four years later. Next game is Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back, but you, Kapow, which final boss are we talking about this time? Now, we are moving on to Dark
1: Mind.
0: And that was Dark Mind Final Battle from Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. This was released on the Game Boy Advance, developed once again by HAL, published by Nintendo, released in 2004, and from everything I could find online, this soundtrack was actually composed by one of two gentlemen, or possibly both of them, Hironobu Inagaki and Atsuyoshi Isimura. Uh, This is the only Kirby game on either of their records. Uh, They are just listed as sound. They also worked on uh, looks like for a development studio called DIMPS that was involved in this game. They worked on some of the Sonic games, uh, Sonic Rush, Sonic Advance, and um, Hironobu Inagaki also did some work, I noticed, on a Saint Seiya game, which uh, we featured one of the Saint Seiya games on our Horoscope episode. What did you think about this song, Shukapau? You made some observations about it that I think would be interesting for you to share with our gamer audience. Well, um, it's
1: very good, uh, the beginning, uh, startup section, you can sort of see, uh, it's a lot like the startup to the normal boss theme.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, the Kirby boss theme, and then you compared it to Gen 5 music, which, that's high praise from you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pokemon Gen 5, that is, and interesting because this is GBA, that's DS, uh, there wasn't a huge jump in sound, but GBA, is one of the more maligned um, <laughs> systems for uh, sound design and uh, sound quality in general. There are a few exceptions to that, Mother 3 comes to mind, but this is a little bit of an odd Kirby game. It plays a little bit like some of the games in Superstar. I've only played a little bit of it, I think you said you haven't played any of this one? Uh, no. Okay. Um, basically, near the beginning, you are, you know, you're Kirby, and There's some kind of strange attack going on on Dreamland, and Meta Knight flies into this mirror to go and protect Dreamland. When you follow him, you find him fighting a Dark Meta Knight, who I think is just called Dark Meta Knight. And he is going to be coming back here in a couple of songs. We're actually going to feature a couple of not Meta Knights, but similar to Meta Knight. We'll talk a little bit about that when we get there. But uh, you go through the game, you go through these mirrors into various different worlds, and you find out that the final boss is from a parallel universe, and he wants to take over Dreamland's universe. And this final boss is Dark Mind. And you and I were talking; we never played the game, but we think Dark Mind is Dark Meta Knight. I don't know; we're not really sure. But, we also watch Terminal Montage video. Yes, Terminal, yeah, Montage, Terminal Montage does these animated, humor videos. Uh, he has several about Kirby games but it, he also has, like, something about Yoshi's Island, something about Super Metroid. He has a something, something about, about series s- where s- it's really over-the-top, um, farcical, uh, crazy animations um, that, of the that are summaries of games. <laughs> some of the characters
1: are in Rivals of Ether. <coughs> really? Speedrunner Mario and Speedrunner Link.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: Yahoo!
0: You've watched a lot more of these than I have. Yep. Uh, well, maybe we'll throw a, uh, Link to his channel in the YouTube notes. Don't
1: re upload his stuff though. He he his his like notice thingy in his in his intro says, Please don't re upload any of my stuff.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you want you want credit, you want watches, you want, you know, ad revenue for your own stuff. You know, he obviously puts time into this, so yeah. it's the kind of looks bad that you have to like work at to make something look that bad but not actually be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's a sloppy sort of animation edit but it's really actually it's, it's pretty well done. So, But we are going to move away from the GBA. Uh, we will take one more detour back to it here in a moment but we're moving on to the Nintendo dual screen system called the DS. Yay. <laughs> and we're also going back to Ishikawa Territory. Um, I'm not actually sure if this next track was composed by Jun Ishikawa or Tadashi Gami. The Nintendo wiki let me down in this case. But it is in contention for one of my favorite tracks of the night. It sounds really different. It sounds really good. And what am I talking about, Shukapau? What song are we going to play next? Next up, we have Jirasha Sorceress from
1: Kirby Canvas Curse.
0: That was Drossia's Sorceress from Kirby Canvas Curse, composed by either Junishikawa or Tadashi Ikigami for the DS in 2005. And yeah, I dig that organ sound. And then it just goes off the rails into this wild, weird, creepy, just, ah, it's good. I like it. I like it. I had to listen to it a couple of times, but it definitely grew on me. Yep. And, as I said, this is another game that uh, neither of us have played. Um, Kirby Canvas Curse is odd. It was made for the DS, and so it definitely used the uh, gimmick of being able to use the touch screen. Because Kirby is transformed by Drossia into a ball. And you have to, like, guide him along the screen by drawing lines and stuff like that. And manipulating the environment so that he can move. Drossia turns dreamland into a, like, paint land of sorts, because she wants to rule a land of of paint or whatever, and yeah, that's most of what I know of the story of this game. Well,
1: um, I have a bit of Kirby lore here for you all. There's a boss in Kirby Triple Deluxe called Paintra, and if you go into the pause menu and read the description, it says, There was once a painting said to depict a pair of sisters separated at birth. It slept unnoticed in a painter's studio for countless years before it came to life and vowed revenge on the world. This painting is drasha and Paintra, and they are the pair of sisters.
0: Oh, yeah. I did read that uh, Dracia, like came out of a painting originally, but that's cool. So they're referring back to this in Triple Deluxe. Yeah. There's a lot more consistency in Kirby lore than I gave credit. <laughs> but... Uh, Draicia, like a lot of bosses, especially after this point, has two forms. The second form is Dracia's Soul. Uh, we did not feature that one because I thought this one was kind of a good, a cool change of pace from the other tracks. The way that we pick the tracks tonight is that uh, we, you know, listened actually to every single Kirby final boss. Now, not all of these tracks are going to be for final bosses. We're actually going to feature a couple coming up that are not, but. Several of them are, but we listened to them and then I kind of let Shukapow decide between multiple tracks in the same game unless the music in the game was just so good that we had to feature more than one, which a couple of games especially later in the series definitely fit that bill. Yeah, uh, Durasia's soul is horrifying to look at. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely look her up. She kind of looks like a pink and yellow cacophony it's, it's horrifying to look at. You should definitely look at her <laughs> <up>. <laughs> looks like a. Uh, it's like one of those old <laughs> things where, oh, it smells horrible. Here, smell it. <laughs> but now she looks like a pink and yellow caco demon from Doom, almost. It's it's really, yeah, it, it's Kirby creepy, man. It's Kirby-level creepy. But one of Kirby's longtime rivals is Meta Knight. And he's kind of intense. He's intimidating. He's not really scary in a Halloween kind of way, though. But there were a couple of iterations of him that I thought were... A little bit scarier, maybe, than base-level Meta Knight. We've already talked about one of those, so let's go ahead and feature him. We're going to backtrack just a little bit. For the most part, we're going in chronological order tonight. We're going to make a couple of exceptions, though, for these next two tracks. Also from Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, which came out in 2004, Shugapow, what is our next song? Next up, we have Dark Meta Knight Battle. That one actually knocked off the of Sorcerer. So far, this is my favorite track of the night. That was really good stuff. To me, that sounded more like a final battle theme than even the Dark Darkbind theme did. What are your thoughts, Shukapau? Aw, oh, man, that that sounded it 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 was very um. It was. I used the word co- intense to describe Meta Knight. This song is intense. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was kind of confusing because of the time signature. Um, I thought it was in twelve
1: eight. Uh Betteroth says says it was in four four. Which Maybe. twelve eight well, is kind
0: know. of like four four. I mean when you do the math, you know, if you can yeah. make it make sense. But I did hear that it's like of course that could just be six eight. Yeah. But the phrases did sound more like, you know, one, two, yeah. three, four, and so yeah. Yep. Um, but good point, good point. Um it was definitely intense, definitely fast moving. And I think it it definitely fits Dark Meta Knight, from what I know of him as a character. Dark Meta Knight also shows up in Star Allies, doesn't he? Uh, I think so, yes. I think he's one of the friends that you can can bring along. One of the update ones. And I didn't know, officially, until I was doing research for this episode, that he wasn't actually some form of Meta Knight. But no, he's like parallel universe Meta Knight. (laughs) And next... We have a Meta Knight that I am hoping you are familiar with, because I'm not so much, even though I have beaten this game. Who is Galactonite? Knight? Are we going to have to figure it out when we come back? Yeah. Okay, well, then we'll look it up while we're listening to the song. From Kirby's Return to Dreamland, released yeah. in 2001 and composed by Junishikawa Ishikawa, oh, man, this I is remember. the theme for Galactonite. Knight. Oh man, I remember this battle. And that was Galactonite from Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Oh, man. That song is amazing. It's even more intense. Oh, so good. And Shukapow and I just did a deep dive into this character's lore and history, and it is really something. Shukapow, take it from here. All right. Galactonites. Let's scroll
2: back up.
1: He's actually
0: canonically called the strongest warrior
1: in the galaxy. (laughs) Yes. Galaxonite is greatly similar to Meta Knight in both appearance and fighting style. Has a hot pink body, slightly darker than Kirby's, and has feathered angelic lavender wings. Changed to a dull periwinkle in Super Kirby Clash. And originally
0: had dark red eyes and wore whitish platinum armor. Basically, he was originally summoned in Kirby Superstar Ultra. Yeah to fight Meta Knight at the end of um, Meta yeah. Knight going through all the minigames in the game yeah. as the final boss. Yeah. He was summoned through space and time, because he's apparently been sealed away multiple times because he's so powerful, but yeah. he is... he can't be destroyed. <laughs> what did you find out about him from <laughs> Smash? Throwing back into the, the
2: fires
1: from whence he came.
0: <laughs> Black
1: Knight makes a cameo as an unlockable trophy in Smash 4, and... Smash Bros. was the first appearance of Meta Knight's Knight uh, skin. Mm-hmm. In Smash Ultimate, it's a lot more like Galactonite. And also... <laughs> Galactonite appears as a primary Legend-class shield spirit in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate using his Kirby Superstar Ultra artwork. The spirit increases sword attacks when applied to a fighter and is not fought in a spirit battle. Instead, he can be used by some... Uh, by being summoned by cores from the spirits of Shovel Knight, Nightman, and Meta Knight. I remember unlocking this spirit. Oh wait, no, the Meta Knights. Yeah. Pearl. At level ninety nine, he is the third strongest spirit in the entire game, only surpassed by Galeem and Darkon. The he is final boss He is Smash. the most He is the most powerful spirit. Not including the story mode spirits. He, he truly really
0: is the greatest, greatest warrior, warrior in the galaxy. <laughs> what is his boss fight like in this game? I don't remember fighting him, and I beat this game. So where is he in Return to Dreamland?
1: In um, Kirby's Return to
0: Dreamland. Because you said you have fought him. Yes. Um, I have
1: 100% in Return to Dreamland before. Um... It only makes an appearance in the True Arena, specifically round thirteen, as gotcha. part of the final five.
0: I never beat the arena. You beat the arena, and then the True Arena, which is like the hard mode of arena.
1: Yeah, and he's there's like... a True Arena in like every Kirby game past, I think, Superstar. Man,
0: so what is this boss fight like? Do you um,
1: it's fought in a crystalline area in what appears to be Halcondra. Okay. Um, Which is the planet that the actual final boss comes from. We'll get there in a second. It's a very intense boss fight, because you don't want to, like, come all the way to the end of the true arena, and then just, like, lose. (laughs) Um, Yeah. it's, It's very hard. He has a lot of health, and he, like, really... I'm pretty sure in the true arena, you have the hard mode health bar, which is... Slightly lower than the normal mode. Okay. So you have to go through this gauntlet of Kirby bosses with like three quarters of your normal health bar and very few healing items to help you.
0: (laughs) So chances are you're not going to be reaching Galactonite with full health. Oh man. Sounds fun. I might actually have to try that out. And Knight appears again in several of the games we're going to be talking about later. But I think that it's time for us to move on to the final boss of Kirby's Return to Dreamland, who we will talk about a little bit after we listen to this song. This is the final form music for the final boss. And what is the name of this song, Shookapow? This is Krapped. C R O W N E D.
1: Level 1, Cookie Country. Level 2, Raisin Ruins. Level 3, Onion Ocean. Level 4, White Wafers. Level 5, Nutty Noon. Level 6, Egg Engines. Level 7, Dangerous Dinner.
0: Crowned. And I always thought it was just because he took that crown from those cute little dragon guys. Hmm. Neat. So those were it's the names of all the levels, and of course the first letters spell Crowned. Magalore, I'm just going to sum it up, and then I'm going to let Shukapow gush a little about this game, because as we mentioned last week on the episode with The Messenger, this is Shukapow's favorite Kirby game to date. Magalore is a really great Kirby villain in the tradition of Marx, because he starts out as this cute little guy who seems to fit in the Kirby universe, and... He's in trouble because his, uh, you know, his planet has been taken over by these evil, like, dragon guys who kicked him out, and he needs your help to get back and regain his crown. And so you go through these worlds, and his ship actually serves as the uh, the, the lore star cutter serves as your base of operations, and he's like your ally through this whole game. Then you get to his planet, which is called what? Um,
1: Helcondra. Helcondra. And which is uh, where it's where the
0: Galactonite boss fight is set. Yes. Alcondra, And you get to the end and you find Landia, which is four dragons, but they share one name. Apparently, I don't understand. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, and one of them is wearing the crown that supposedly they stole from Magalore. So you beat them. And he gets the crown and he starts acting all like crazy and evil and stuff. Insert and then- demon Elmo Elmovo is here as possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shukapau's friend, RJ, apparently has a really great voice for Magalore. <laughs> so, uh, we weren't actually able to get it for the episode, but uh, maybe for a, a future bonus or something, we can get him saying some Magalore's lines. <laughs> but Magalore, again, in the tradition of Marks, I think Mark started out seeming like he might have been an okay guy and Superstar, but then you find out he's the boss. Magalore is the final boss of this game. <laughs> and he is, like Marx, who I think he also alludes to having met before in yeah, the game. Um there's actually a stone transformation in I think Triple Deluxe, where it's like Magalore and Marks just like hanging out. <laughs> that's funny. Um but yeah, I think he has a throwaway line in the game that's yeah. like alluding to him having met Marks. But he the the Magalore boss fight is pretty similar to the Mark's boss fight in a lot of ways. He has some very similar moves, and he's this, like, universe-ending threat. But on top of that, he's just despicable, because he's like your friend this entire game. <laughs> and then at the end, he betrays you, and he's like, ha-ha, suckers! <laughs> and, uh... He's a really good character. I, I think he's maybe my—he's probably my favorite actual Kirby villain. Because I don't think of King Dedede and Meta Knight as villains; they're more like anti-heroes. Well, King Dedede is just a big doofus, but anyway, Magalore is my favorite Kirby villain. This was a great song, man. This was a great song. So now you gush for a little while. All right. This is going to be our rant for the episode. <laughs> I think.
1: I love this game. Here, you could play like the lore Star Cutter music under this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Alright, I love this game. I, as I mentioned before, 100%ed it, like a few months back, maybe a year, I don't know. The modes are like the story mode, where you go through all the worlds, and you do the stuff, and then you have the shooter section where you ride on all the dragons. Yep. Uh, Then there's the extra mode, where you do it all again, but it's in hard mode. Then there's the arena, and then there's the true arena. Um, there are the sub-games, which are like challenge stages and stuff, unlocked by collecting a set number of energy spheres. We actually featured the song for Ninja Dojo last yes. week. Yes, there's Ninja Dojo, where you throw stars with motion controls at targets that are like doing weird stuff. There's Scope Shot, where you beat up some robots. And then there are challenges for Sword, Whip, High Jump, Ugh. Water, Bomb, <laughs> Ugh. Wing, and
0: just Normal Kirby. Was like a bunch of items. There's a lot of content in this game. Like yep. I never really played much with the mini games or with the, the arena, but still, even just 100% into the main story mode, there's so much to do and yep. it's so much fun. Probably my favorite feature of this game is the fact that you can play with four players. You can yeah. play as Meta Knight or ddd or the Kirby Meta
1: Knight King dd Bandana D, then Yellow and Green Kirby.
0: Yep. This is the debut of Bandana Dee, one of your favorite Kirby characters. Yep, Bandana Dee uh, for Smash. Canonically called Bandana Waddle Dee, but, you know, mm-hmm. I like Bandana Dee. And so I played this with you guys, and it was uh, one of y'all's first Kirby games mm-hmm. after Epic Yarn. It was Lemon Boy's first Kirby game, I'm pretty sure. It was the twins' first Kirby game. This one is special to our family. Yep. <laughs> really cool. Oh, Crowned was, uh, it is the theme for the Magalore Soul Battle, and Return to Dreamland... Galactonite was composed by Junishikawa. This song was composed by Hirokazu Ando. So, kind of cool um, double shot of both classic Kirby composers. And once again, the game came out for the Wii in 2011, was developed by HAL, and published by Nintendo. Before we move on, Shukapau, anything else about this game? Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Return of Dreamland has 23 copy abilities, four of which are new. I think... Um... Some of them I can rule out. Beam was one of the first ones mm-hmm. in one of the modes in Superstar. Pretty sure
0: the flying ability is a new one.
1: Uh, Yeah. Wing is new. Mm-hmm. Ninja is probably new. I think so. Uh, water. Water is new. Yeah. Yeah. Water is new. Then I think Needle. No. No. Crash? No. No. Crash was... Plasma? Spear? Uh, Spear. Uh, this one doesn't have plasma. Whip. Whip. Whip is new. Whip. Okay, whip is new. Yeah. Then the rest are Beam, Bomb, Crash, Cutter, Fighter, Fire, Hammer, High Jump, Ice, Leaf, Mike, Parasol, Sleep, Spark, Spear, Stone, Sword, Tornado. Fighter. I said Fighter. 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 Before Fire. Then this one had Super Abilities, which were in specific areas of the game. Yep. There was Super Sword, Super Hammer, Super Fire. A flare Beam. Grand Hammer, Monster Flame, Snow Bowl, and Ultra Sword, which is Kirby's final Smash and Smash Ultimate.
0: Yep. And for all of these copy abilities, you had challenges, where you could earn bronze, silver, or gold, depending on how well you did. Well not all. You also all of them. got to unlock a special challenge called Smash.
1: Oh yeah. Which gives you
0: Kirby's Smash abilities.
1: Uh was Smash in this one?
0: Yes. It was. Oh it was. Yeah. Okay.
1: I remember it. Um, yeah,
0: because so <laughs> well, that, that wasn't
1: the ch- uh, challenges were sword whip, high jump, water bomb, wing, and uh, item, where you just played as normal Kirby and did all the item stuff. I
0: swear that you had challenges for all of them. Hmm. Anyway, uh, but this was a great game, great, great game. For anybody, now let's who's... go to the most exciting
1: portion—the anti-piracy section. <laughs> what? There's an anti-piracy section of the fandom wiki. <laughs>
0: Okay. Let us not go there. It is a silly place. (laughs) For anybody who is new to the Kirby series and is looking for a jumping-on point, I would be hard-pressed to give you a better game to start with than Kirby's Return to Dreamland. It is a fantastic game, multiplayer. It plays really smoothly. The music is great. The graphics are great. Almost all the Kirby games are just enjoyable times. They're really well-made. Many of them were actually designed by longtime, well, by only Smash designer Masahiro Sakurai. Um, and uh, yeah, Kirby is a, is a Sakurai um, creation as well. Uh, actually, I don't know if Kirby was created by Sakurai, but I do know that he, his first game was Kirby's Dream Land. Square Kirby, if Kirby was in Pokemon Quest. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: or Minecraft, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we are going to stay with the Wii. We're actually going to go back in time a little bit. We skipped this one because I wanted to play Dark Meta Knight and Galactonite back-to-back this actually would have come between Amazing Mirror and Return of Dreamland on our playlist, because it came out a year before. Kind of like Wind Waker, this was not the Kirby game we thought we wanted. But it ended up, up, at least for our family, being a Kirby game that we absolutely adored. And for my money, it still has the best soundtrack of Mm. any Kirby soundtrack. I'm talking about Kirby's Epic Yard. And for this game, you and I were talking about which track we wanted to play, We weren't really super excited about the in-yarn themes. They're not bad, but I didn't know if they really counted as very good music on the order of something like Crowned. And then, your sister Dusklight had the idea that we should play the theme for the creepiest boss in the game. Because, after all, it's a Halloween episode. And so, Shukapow, what is the name of the song that we are going to be playing next? Next up, we have
1: Versus Squashini.
0: That was Versus Squashini from Kirby's Epic Yarn. Wow. Composed in 2010 for the Wii by Tomoya Tomita. This title was published um, by Nintendo, but developed jointly by Goodfeel and Hal. Before we talk about the track, because I'm going to let Shookapow take that, we are also joined for this segment by...
3: Dusklight!
0: My daughter Dusklight's kind of a preview for next week's episode, where she'll be joining us to talk about Undertale. Yeah! <laughs> uh, because she loves Epic Yarn. It's her favorite Kirby game. Yeah! So, um, but before we talk about that, I want to talk a little bit about Good Goodfeel. Uh, this is a company um, that was started up, I don't actually know if it was started up by former Konami members, but many former Konami members left. Konami to work for Goodfield, one of those members was Tomoya Tomita, who left and joined Goodfield in 2005. Before that, he was a Konami composer who worked on Castlevania, he worked on Goemon. He was actually the sound director for Mystical Ninja Star and Goemon on the N64, which we talked about last week. Um, he composed for Castlevania Dracula X, Legacy of Darkness, and Circle of the Moon. And, yeah, a couple of other high notes. Uh, Animaniacs in 94, which had a really good soundtrack. That was a super NES game that I actually enjoyed quite a bit. And he adapted the sound of the show really well. TMNT3, the Manhattan Project. He worked on sound design. That was one of his first games. And while working for Goodfeel, he actually worked on a couple of really great soundtracks. Uh, Curry's Epic Yarn... Also, notably, Warrior Land Shake It, which has amazing music, and um, Yoshi's Woolly World. He actually did not compose on the recent Yoshi's Crafted World, but that is Tomoya Tomita, a newcomer, and this is the only song by him tonight on the Kirby Sode that we are featuring for your Halloween pleasure. All right. So, Dusklight, tell us a little bit about this fight. What is it like to face Squashini? It's spoopy. And why did we pick this instead of the Yin Yarn battle? When Yin Yarn is the big bad of Kirby. Cause
3: he's a pumpkin and he's Halloweeny.
0: He's a Halloweeny. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, plus, this music is just better than Yin Yarn's music. Yinyarn's yep. music isn't bad. There's not really any bad music in this game. It's my but, favorite Kirby soundtrack.
3: Uh, Squashini is spoopier and better.
0: Yes, this is a really good song. Very strong. What do you think makes this song spooky? Um oh, sorry, spooky.
3: Spooky Um well the like the, the like the piano parts.
0: Oh yeah, the Yeah. Kinda of that that brass like womp 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 womp. I think the the way I described it while we were talking, uh, while the song was playing, is that it sounds like it could be a chase scene in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. So, it's got a little bit of that Danny Elfman vibe. What is it like to actually fight Squashini?
3: So, like, what happens is you walk into... So you go into the door thingy mm-hmm. that enters the level, mm-hmm. and then you, like, Kirby, like, walks onto a stage in a sort of cutscene thingy, And then...
0: Ah, the cutscenes in Kirby's Epic Yarn. This ground feels funny. It
3: It feels feels like like pants. pants. (laughs) You did it! You got the magic yard! (laughs) Which happens like eight times. And you have to... I mean, at least you can skip the cutscenes.
0: I still think they should add Prince Fluff in this mesh in some way, shape, or form. Come on, at least make him an assist trophy.
3: Yeah, I mean... We Anywho, all, we Squashini. Kirby.
0: Kirby walks out on the stage, and...
3: So he walks on the stage, and below it there's, like, these seats with some uh, yarn bottle D's.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And... Um,
0: Gosh, this game is so adorable. Anyway, <laughs> it is. And then the least adorable part of the game happens. Because <laughs> this giant pumpkin demon descends from the ceiling. Yes. Oh, well, the curtain rises, right. Yeah, the
3: curtain rises, and then Squashini comes down from the ceiling, and he's like this yarn pumpkin guy with a Mm -hmm. cloak, and, um, so then, there's like, uh, so like with all Kirby bosses, you have to, um, you have to... (laughs) get. get
0: yeah. <laughs> you have to catch things and turn them into yarn and then throw them at him.
3: Yeah, but also you have to. That's what
0: you do in every single Kirby
1: game. Yeah,
3: and you also have to pull to uh, three times. You have to pull the little yarn thingy.
0: Oh, to unravel the clue. Yeah, to
3: unravel them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so you do that three times and then you win for every Kirby boss. Um, and this fight, this fight's kind of annoying. <laughs> Um, but not as annoying as the DDD fight. I don't like (laughs) that
0: one. I don't like the Meta Knight one. Uh,
3: the Meta Knight one's fine.
0: I really like the Hot Wings fight.
3: Ah, yeah, that 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 one's one's cool. That one's cool, but it can get annoying.
0: There's some really good music in this game. This game gets a bad rap for being, like, too easy. And yeah, you can't die, but if you want to do really well in this game, you have to be good. And you have to, like, work hard. And... It definitely invites a completionist in because there's so many little things to collect and everything. Yeah,
3: especially an extra Epic yarn, which is on the oh, 3DS. Yeah. Yes. There's like a some mini games, mini games that you and do stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. where you can play as the yarn Meta Knight and yarn DDD.
3: Yeah, and collect mm-hmm. like these beads to make little bead thingies.
0: And Chukapow, what have you to say about this whole deal? Not much. I like the song the boss fight I don't remember much about. You haven't played Epic Yarn in a minute, have you? No. But it's got some really great music. I'm thinking... So Shukapao and I were talking a little earlier, and I think we are going to extend this season out a little bit further. We were talking about ending it in December, and then just having a, like, January to June season, then a July to December season. But I kind of like the idea better of having, like, a fall-winter season from September to February, and then a March spring-summer season from March to August. And so I think we're going to do that. We'll um, probably throw in um, a holiday episode around the end of December, and I have a perfect track from Kirby's Epic Yard to bring then. I've been trying to get it played on holiday episodes for years, and nobody plays it, so. <laughs> and yes, Dusklight is mouthing at me that she knows what it is. Another thing while we were talking is Dusklight said, I never really stopped to enjoyed the music in Epic Yard before, and I gave her a look, like, what? It's the best part of the game. It is,
3: but, like, <laughs> what I meant is that I I listened to the music, and I liked it, but I never, like, actually focused on the music.
0: Well, you like, also haven't played this in a while. Yeah, Ooh,
3: I, I played it, lighter. like, I played it, like, a couple months ago, I think. Really? Yeah, huh. Um. and then, uh, I haven't played it since then.
0: All right, I think it's time... For us to bid adieu to Dusklights, thank you for joining us again. Go away.
3: Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Okay, I love you. Bye. Sound effects, clop, 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 clop. And close the door. Thank you. All right. Well, that was fun. And now, we're going to head into a part of the show I think you will be kind of excited about. Kirby Mass Attack. I just did a uh, last-minute shuffle-around of things. And, yeah, the reason you'll be excited about Kirby Mass Attack and the game we're playing following that is because we are entering a block of music composed by the one and only Shogo Sakai. Ah. Yeah. What did Shogo Sakai compose? Mother 3. Yes. And other stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit when we come back. But I think we're actually going to double up on a couple of different songs from Mass Attack and kind of play these together back to back. We are going to begin with Bad Nightmare, and then lead right into the final boss. So from Kirby Mass Attack, here's a double dose of great music by Shogo Sakai. Mass Attack. Released for the Nintendo DS on October 10th, 2011. Ah! So, good timing there. Also, my birthday. <laughs> and developed by Hal, published by Nintendo, and composed by. Jogosakai! Yeah! Alright. I definitely heard his, uh, his style in there. Mm hmm. Yep. Some of that organ, some of the big orchestral, like uh, big timpani stuff. And, yeah. This, this was some pretty spooky music. I think that this kind of little area with the squashini and these two songs is fitting for Halloween. What do you think? Yep. 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 What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, in the Bad Nightmare, obviously, the the siren noise was oh, yeah. kind of the spooky part. I really enjoyed the um, Final Boss song, though. Me I too. thought that was really well composed. Yep. Nice use of the limited DS instrument library, I think. Uh, You could tell that the woodwinds were woodwinds. Um, Again, you could tell the timpanis were timpanis. And this game is weird. Um, There is this evil wizard guy named Necrodius who shows up and splits Kirby into ten copies of himself. And you kind of have to manipulate them around the screen to do stuff. And it's, it's weird. I feel like the Kirby DS games kind of tried too hard to fit into the gimmick. And they're not traditional Kirby games. But... From, I mean, what I've heard, these games are pretty fun in their own rights. This one had quite a few sub-games in it as well. One of them is called... I'm not even sure exactly how to say this. Strato Patrol, or Strato Patrol E-O-S. And I don't know much about it at all, except that the final boss of this game is Nightmare. The Nightmare Wizard from Kirby's Adventure. And uh, that is where the Bad Nightmare boss music comes from. So... Um, you've never played this game, have you? Uh, no. Do you have anything else to say about the music? Not really. Okay. All right. Well, don't worry, folks. He will have a lot to say here in just a couple of more songs. But before we get to those, we are going to move on to the final to Sakai track of the evening. This is from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, the successor to Kirby Canvas Curse. And there were several good songs in this that we almost went with. Shogo Sakai, again, the sole composer on this game. This was published by Nintendo, developed by HAL for the Wii U in 2015. And Shukapau, what is the name of the song that we are going to be playing? This is Final Battle vs. Dark Crafter. Was the final battle versus Dark Crafter from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse? Shukapow, what did you think of this track? Wow, that was very good. <laughs> yeah, very very good music. I mean, it sounds like Kirby final boss music. It's the only thing that doesn't put it up on the same level as Galactonite and Crown for me. It was it was a little bit short, but the the sound quality on this was just top notch. And unlike uh, Junichi and Hirokazu Ando. Shogo Sakai has as much work in his history as a sound director or sound designer as he does a composer. And I think you can really tell like that his attention to detail is really, really good. Mother 3 is one of the best sounding soundtracks on the GBA. And when you see what he can do with you know the Wii U instrument set, this was really good stuff. That piano is just great. Not really a scary track not in like a spooky sense but definitely has that grand like okay this is a final boss type of feel to it yep all right so what do you think chogo sakai tracks pretty good this evening yep are you ready to get back into some uh hirakazu ando and junior shikama (laughs) yeah all right now ando from what i could tell um composed most of the rest of these tracks we're not really too sure for Planet Robobot or Star Allies. Um, the track credits are not... Well, actually with those it's because the soundtracks are so big and the songs don't have the same names across different media that I could find, so it was really hard to narrow down who did what. So those are all just credited as Hirokazuwando and and Jun Ishikawa. And I like that just fine because they're they're a team. They're a pair. They 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 often go together. But the next game we're featuring is probably, I would guess, your second favorite Kirby game. One of your favorite Kirby soundtracks. From the Nintendo 3DS, we're going to feature a couple of songs from Kirby Triple Deluxe, which you've already alluded to a couple of times tonight. Yep. This game was composed um, these two tracks specifically by Hirokazu Ando. This game was developed by HAL, published by Nintendo, just like everything else, hmm. this time in 2014. Canvas Curse actually came out in 2015. I moved it up a little bit so that we could put all the Shogo Sakai stuff together. But, uh, Shukapau, I think that the music in this game deserves for us to talk about each track separately. What is the first song that we are going to play from Triple Deluxe this evening? First up, we have Moonstruck Blossom,
1: also known as Fatal Blooms in the Moonlight. triple deluxe that was moonstruck blossom or fatal blooms in the moonlight wow that was good stuff man yeah it's it's really good
0: (laughs) this game has really good music well all right you and i have talked about doing a a kirby wii showcase maybe we need to do a kirby 3ds showcase (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is really good stuff and i have never played this game uh, I know it was kind of a return to form uh, after Return to Dreamland. This is the first Kirby game to kind of follow in that same style. Tell me about it, because you have played this, actually, fairly recently. Um, well, actually, recently I watched
1: Chug Conroy let play it. Uh, I did play to it, though. It's, it's very good.
0: What's going on in this game?
1: Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, it's a direct sequel to uh, Superstar Ultra, so... Kirby has just beaten Marks and done all that stuff. So he's in his house and this like big plant grows all over Dreamland. So stuff happens.
0: Uh the blooms in the moonlight, or like the girl on the plant. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's called the uh, Dreamstalk. Okay. Um so Kirby goes over to King Dedede's castle, which was also sort of like uh overrun with the plant. Well, it's all like grown up into the sky. Oh, so. So basically the plot of this game is there are these like sky people that are being attacked by Queen Sectonia who's the like big bad of this game. Okay. And so they um they heard of like this Dreamland hero and the Sectonians also heard of that. So they uh the flower people uh like dropped the dream stock seeds the
0: flower people who live in the sky. Yes, okay.
1: They think that the hero is King Deity. So this game is uh, centered a lot on DDD because triple deluxe ah DDD
0: not just because it's in 3D and then okay. there's DDD drum dash okay yeah that's qu- that's quintuple D <laughs> quintuple deluxe <laughs> and Sectonia is she a bug
1: uh yeah she's okay. some kind of like bee
0: thing okay so is she from like a different group that like fights the flower people um i think so Okay, and I think you said somewhere in your uh, research that Queen Sectonia has the most forms and the most songs of any final boss in Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So is this next song that except playing...
1: maybe uh, uh, except maybe the final whole thing that Star Allies has? Oh yeah. With yeah. The, the three, point. the three people, and then Highness, and Highness's second form, then Highness, and the three people again then void terminus first form then the the next form and then the, the one after that
2: there's there's <laughs> like eight the forms
1: form. yeah <laughs> but still. yeah man
0: Ugh, star allies we'll it's, get not, star it's allies. not all
1: the same character so it doesn't count
0: <laughs> we'll get the star allies in a minute but um, so the next song that we're playing is also a queen sectonia theme yes and this one is called the world to win
1: Hypernova is an occurrence when a sufficiently massive star collapses. This type of collapse usually produces a black hole, very similar to Kirby's stomach.
0: <laughs> and what does that have to do with um, the world to win? In a lot of the modern Kirby games, there's those little
1: gimmicks that the uh, the some of the stuff has. The super abilities in Return of Dreamland, the robot armor in Planet Robobot, and Hypernova in Triple Deluxe. In this stage of the fight, you, um... Uh, you sort of, like, get the Hypernova ability and have to fight Cectonia with it.
0: What is the Hypernova ability... I don't know what that word was. (laughs) What does the Hypernova ability do?
1: Um, it basically lets you inhale a lot of more stuff. Okay. So it
0: turns you into, like, a black hole. Yep. Okay. Well, this is... A really good tune. I like that middle part where it kind of ramps up, and you have those stabs like that. It, it's got this really like like it's a big epic space battle type thing going on, and once again, really strong instrumentation. 3ds had some had some pretty good sounds on it. So definitely a step up from the DS hardware, but this uh, even for the 3ds, this is some really really good sounding stuff. Um. I just learned that
1: on uh, stage eight of Royal Road, The Last World, this is also a thing in Quentin Robobot. Upon eating the Miracle Fruit to do get, to get the Hypernova ability, the Kirby Air Ride remix of Fountain of Dreams can be heard. Oh, man. It's the only. The, it's also the only extra stage in which Hypernova is used. The extra stages in the 3DS games are whenever you get all the collectibles for a certain oh, uh, level. Yeah, like the bonus level kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I love Fountain of Dreams. It's so good. <laughs> There's also a stage like that in Planet Robobot.
0: Pretty sure it's a different theme, but still. Well, speaking of Planet Robobot, I think it's time to go from one 3DS Kirby game to the other. And this next one is another game that you really, really like. You actually played Planet Robobot before Triple Deluxe, right? Um, Yeah. And do we own either of these games? No, I borrowed them both from
2: RJ. Okay,
1: cool. All right. Well... And... Oh, yeah, Kirby also inhales
0: the boss's health bar. <laughs> what? He inhales the boss's health bar? Yep. But she's still alive? Yep. You just don't know what her health is. Yeah. That's, kind of a, that's, a, that's kind of a cool touch. Huh. <laughs> that's really funny. Okay, well, uh, anything else to say about Triple Deluxe before you move on to Planet Robobobot? Nope. And what is our first song of the evening from this game? We have Mind in a Program, Stardream Soul OS First Phase. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we can hear a little bit more techno influence on this soundtrack. And this song, I think, is the one that starts out kind of creepy. So let's get into it and see where it takes us. Kirby Planet Robobot was developed by HAL and published by Nintendo for the 3DS in 2015. The game was composed by Hirokazu Ando and Jun Ishikawa, and we are not sure which one of those gentlemen composed this track or the next one, but we are sure that it is a dang good track. Yep. (laughs) That definitely took us in some pretty cool places. Tell us... First, pal, a little bit about this game, Kirby Planet
1: Robobot. Uh, basically, Dreamland is just invaded by the bunch of guys who are like this, this big company and this, this robotics and stuff.
0: A big company? Yeah. It's Holtman uh, Works, I think. Holtman Works. Okay. All right. Oh, and uh, Susie, who we played a couple of weeks ago. Is uh, like the secretary or the executive assistant Uh, to the president of Mm -hmm. this company? Mm -hmm. Right, okay. So Kirby has to go to Planet Robobot, I guess? Or Uh, the Haltman company turned Dreamland into Planet Robobot. Okay. Yeah. So he has to fight through all this stuff. And then what is the gauntlet of final bosses in this game like? I assume you fight Susie. Uh, Yeah. And then President Haltman himself. Yeah.
1: And then, and, uh, in Meta Nightmare Returns, you fight, uh, Go tonight, and then...
0: Oh yeah, this one, Meta Nightmare, from, uh, the other game we talked about earlier tonight, yeah. <laughs> comes back as Meta Nightmare Returns, yeah. and, okay, yeah, tell us about Meta Nightmare Returns. So so this song is not actually from the main game, it's from a sub-game? Um, Oh uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So tell us about Meta Nightmare Returns.
1: Basically, you just play through the game again as Meta Knight, and uh, well, the, you fight the all up. The... Yeah, it's okay. kind of like the extra mode in Return to Dreamland, oh, except okay. you play as Meta Knight.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. And in when you play through as Meta Knight, you fight Galacta Knight. Yes. Is that like after the final boss in the original game? Um, in Meta Knight Returns, you play through the main game, but as Meta Knight. Mm-hmm. So do you fight Galactonite in the regular main game as Kirby? Uh, no. Okay, so it's added in when you play as Meta Knight. Yeah. And is it after, like, the main story's final boss, or is it just like a side thing? Is it a different Uh, order of stuff? I guess it's like a side thing. Okay, gotcha. But this is not the Galactonite battle. This is after Galactonite. Yeah. So who do you fight after Galactonite? Um, you fight the... it's... they brought back
1: the big... Star Dream thing from uh, Superstar and Superstar Ultra. Star
0: Dream, okay. Gotcha. So this is the, at least one phase of the Star Dream battle. Yeah. So, really cool. Really cool. So that creepy intro is like, I guess, a, a cutscene yeah. at the beginning where you like see the Star Dream. So, mm-hmm. What does the Star Dream look like? Uh, in Planet Robobot, it's sort of like this uh,
1: pocket watch looking thing. Like the silver pocket watch <laughs> with
0: like a face. Okay. Interesting. I'm not sure I would expect that to have such intense music, but it makes sense for, like, a mechanical-based game. You'd be fighting a giant pocket watch, I suppose, in some way. And <clears throat> our next one. Then the OS version is gold. Oh, okay. Okay, Stardream OS is, a, like, a, an advanced version. Yeah. And Is that, like, a second form or something?
1: Uh, uh, well, the Stardream Soul OS is the the, the enhanced version and in Meta Nightmare and the
0: True Arena. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, man, there's a, there's a lot more depth to these games than people give them credit for. Yep. <laughs> Especially the modern ones. And so, is this like phase one of that fight? Or the Stardream OS fight? Mind in a program? Um, yes. Okay. And I think that you were telling me a second ago that I also happened to pick phase two <laughs> to follow us up. Supernova. Yep. Okay. Well. Uh, from Hypernova and Triple Deluxe, now let's go to Supernova from Kirby Planet Robobot. Oh man, and that was Supernova from Kirby Planet Robobots. And man, the soundtrack this evening, it just has something for everybody, doesn't it? Yep. (laughs) It's got some, you know, a couple of maybe kind of slightly goofy things, like the Squashini theme, and then it's got some really big sweeping orchestral stuff, like a crowned. Yep. And then it has this. I don't even know what to call this. It's like techno-infused acid rock or something like that. I don't even know if that's a thing, but it seems to fit. And I love those parts where it gets all like, uh, it gets all like like digital sounding and, it, and then it, it cuts out for a second and then comes back in all just like rapid and loud and awesome and stuff. Uh, so good. So good. I'm incoherent about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And describe, if you will, your memory of this fight.
1: After you beat up Haltman, President Haltman. Mm-hmm. He, like, summons the Stardream and stuff. A lot of stuff happens, and and then Meta Knight shows up. And so you get the Meta Knight... uh, No, the Robobot armor. And then you, like, you fuse with the Robobot armor into uh, Meta Knight's ship. I forgot what what it was called. What was it? Uh, The Halberd? The Halberd, yes. And so then you just, like... Uh, you have this big fight in space, that's like Star Fox type thing, where you just like uh, you're trying to uh, fight the Star Dream, and it's it's really cool. And then you like go inside it and fight this little like heart thing.
0: And it's, that's it's when really this music cool. plays. Yeah. Wow. That's some cool stuff, man. Well, this has been a super exciting playlist, and. I am glad that we delivered on our promise to always bring very good music to our listeners. This has been a really, really cool trip. Kind of a fun, also, excursion down memory lane for us on a couple of these games. Kirby's Adventure is a meaningful uh, early title for me, and Return to Dreamland and Epic Yarn are the same for you. Hmm. Um, I haven't played very many Kirby games since Return to Dreamland. I kind of dabbled in Star Allies a bit, but I just am so distracted by a lot of other stuff these days but I played this one with uh, Lemon Boy for a while Uh, Star Allies the the final track on our playlist tonight and before we get to that I would like to mention a couple of things first of all as I said uh, Dusklight will be joining us next week for our post-Halloween episode where we will discuss the music of Undertale in kind of a kind of a different way than I've heard it discussed before. Uh, Dusklight actually kind of takes us on a little narrative trip through the game, and she, we play songs along the way that fit in with um, what she's talking about. And then after that, we'll be moving into a couple of other topics that we have picked. Episode 6 is actually going to be the winner of our poll that we had up this season for what people wanted us to focus on. And we may or may not play one of the three that was uh, tied for second. <laughs> I might throw up a second poll on Patreon and uh, get people to come and vote on which one of those for us to do, now that we're adding a couple more to the playlist. But we have some other stuff coming up that we're not quite ready to talk about, but I think that we will we'll be getting there soon. Uh, Shukapow, what do you have? Anything that you've got to share or plug or anything like that? Well, you can find my music on flat.io. You've been working on kind of a special project recently on there, haven't you? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Um, I've been arranging some sort of like, quote-unquote, fan music for Among Us, which
0: has really blown up recently. Yes, Among Us is definitely the thing these days. Hmm. It's all over all over YouTube. And you said arranging. You Are you composing fan music? Uh, yes, or... composing. Yeah, yeah. cool. I'm sorry. Man. Well, that's very cool. And uh, you also recently bought Among Us with <laughs> some money you earned from your summer school goodness. And, yeah. Cool. Well, that is that is exciting. I like that you're writing your own fan music now. So anybody who plays Among Us and would be interested in checking that out, um, you can go and download that. Maybe try it out while you're playing. See if it fits. Give him some feedback. And once again, where can we find that on the flat.io? Um... Uh, lloyd irving for smash all right and uh yeah lloyd didn't make it this time at least unless he's one of the last four fighters but uh we are happy to see steve in there
2: yep and
0: minecraft kirby looks adorable and amazing (laughs) Yep. (laughs) just just perfect and yeah you can also talk to us uh you can find me on email at our uh well you can contact me by email at verygoodmusicvgm at gmail.com. I always enjoy hearing from our listeners, so just, you know, drop me a line. You can find Shukapow at Shukapow on Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube by searching Very Good Music VGM Podcast. I would also like to give a special shout out to our patrons, Alex, the Messenger Messenger, who joined us for an episode last week. Uh, that was a really fun one if you haven't checked it out yet. The Last Recon, who will be joining us in a couple of episodes pretty soon for another fun topic with a special guest. Uh, You can check out Alex's podcast, A VGM Journey, and The Last Recon's podcast, VGM Fight Club, where I am actually going to be appearing fairly soon. I don't know who won yet, but recently a couple of our friends from the VGM fan world, um, Nathan Daniels, a.k.a. Utopia Nemo, and uh, Carlos who is another of our patrons and co-host of the Heroes 3 podcast. Uh, BGM Fight Club is a fun little show because uh, two BGM fans, podcasters, whatever, two guys will or or girls will get together and just kind of hash it out over a certain topic in video game music. Um, Utopia Nemo and Carlos are um, trying to bring the best Capcom titles to the table with the caveat that they can't use any Mega Man songs. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to be up against whoever the winner is, and I'll be interested to hear what I'm going to be doing. And finally, also Skeletroy, um, who we have been using um, some of his arrangements for some of the show's work. We actually utilized one of his remixes for the preview that you heard announcing this episode. And yeah, go check him out on YouTube, follow him on Patreon to get access to some of the secondary uh, songs that I've been using for the show. Uh, he's just a really, really cool guy, very talented, has a unique take on a lot of this music and the way that he approaches his arrangements. And yeah, you can find all these great people and links in the show notes. I would also like to thank Carlos and Benedia Dishman for our show artwork and Skeletroi for our theme song which you're going to be hearing here in just a little bit. And if your family celebrates Halloween, we hope that you have a fun and safe time trick-or-treating. And if not, well, enjoy the rest of October. It's the best month of the year. But, for now, shoot Pout, talk to us about Kirby Star Allies.
1: Um, well, I don't really have much knowledge about this game. Uh, it came out
0: fairly recently. You haven't beaten this one. I don't know. It's not really my favorite. Is it the uh the friend mechanic or uh no not really. It's
1: just yeah, It gets kinda repetitive.
0: Okay. Doesn't have maybe some of the is it maybe a what do you think it is? Like the level design or whatever? It's just not as
1: Uh no, the level design is pretty good. The music's great.
0: Maybe you're just kinda curvied out after playing Planet Robobot and Triple Deluxe this year in eh. a little bit of time. <laughs> I really I will say one of the new powers they added in Star Allies that's really fun Is the it's like the witch power or something? Oh yeah, the you can actually finally eat the little broom enemy and you. Oh yeah, the 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 sweep sweep sweep. yeah. Um, But when you jump, when you dash and jump and use the power, you can actually fly on the broomstick, which is just amazing. That that one's a lot of fun. You mentioned that the gauntlet in this game is like one of the longest ones. Because Lemon Boy has beaten this game, right? Um, Yeah, I think so. And the final battle is against an enemy called the Void Termina, and I believe what you're going to be hearing, it was a little bit hard to track down specific things, because like I said, the track titles weren't all named the same thing, but I believe that what you're going to be hearing as we close out the show is the flying phase of the Void Termina battle. As Shukapau alluded, there are a lot of different phases to this, and the Void Termina is one of the biggest, most intense, scariest Kirby villains there has ever been. Um, it is really just, it's beyond a force of nature. It is a force of like primordial chaos. <laughs> and yeah, it's a really intense battle. It's really, really cool. One phase is a 3D sort of uh, shooter, like we've talked about a little bit tonight. Uh, but the flying phase, I think. It's either when it's flying around and you're having to shoot at it, or it's after you go into the Void Termina body and you're fighting this, like, flying thing inside before you get to the soul in the final phase. But we listened to several of the Void Termina themes, and this was my favorite of the ones that we had listed. So, as we play out, you will hear the flying phase of the Void Termina battle from Kirby Star Allies, which... Or the last time tonight was developed by HAL and published by Nintendo. When did this game come out, Shukuma? Kirby Star Allies was released in 2018. Came out for the Switch. Uh, this was composed either by Hirokazu Ando or Jun Ishikawa, Kirby Dynamic Duo. And uh, yeah, we've also heard tonight from Shogo Sakai, Tomoya Tomita, um, Hironobu Inagaki, Atsuyoshi Isamura, possibly Tadashi Ikigami. And, inexplicably, also Yasunori Matsuda. <laughs> this has been a fun time, Pao. Until next time, everyone, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music.
1: Boyo! Yeah!
0: We've got uh some special stuff coming up that I wanted to kinda prepare,
2: prepare
0: for. for the <laughs> Darn. It's
1: doing that tab discard thing even though I have the plugin installed to not do that. Hmm. You really only need two tabs open right now. But I have all of the wikis. Oh, for gotcha. All the Kirby games that have six right. Kirby wikis open. Okay, thank you. Thank you that that's, that's cool. Shout out to PBG Peanut Butter Gaming.
0: Published once again by HAL, developed by Nintendo. No, that's backwards. <laughs> this time in 2015. Nope, that's not right. From Kirby. Oh wait, I already said that. Didn't you? Yes. Okay.
1: From Kirby. Oh,
0: done. Um... Uh, the Um. the cutscenes in Kirby's Kirby's Kirby's, who seems to fit into the Kirby universe. What? <laughs> 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 <coughs> Got <a> caught. <cough>. <laughs> uh dead air good old dead air i mean it's halloween episode so dead anything i guess is you know fitting smack do you want to
3: blow on the microphone
0: don't blow on the mic that's bad audio stop it Blue stop it material uh blooper reel
3: hi
1: boyo yeah, yeah.